Freedom takes responsibility, and freedom means that you have the right to choose what you want to. So sometimes it's very hard for me to control myself, especially self management, because you are allowed to work anytime and anywhere, which means you don't. Probably need to work, but if you don't work, you will not make enough money to support your life. So it's very hard for me to keep balance. But at the same time, I'm enjoying it, and I don't think I can go back to the employee lifestyle again. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of the Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. On this episode, I'm so excited to speak with Akina, who is a Japanese digital nomad. I'm really excited to share her story with you because she's very special to me since she is one of my podcasting students and will be launching her own show soon called Nomad University, where she will be interviewing nomads around the world, learning from their experiences, from the good to the ridiculous. And not only that, she's also going to be talking about how to find partners, not just in business, but also in life while on the road. So listen on to find out about Akina and her new show, Nomad University. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Akina. Hey Akina, how are you? Hi Debbie, I'm doing very great. From Japan. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I'm interviewing Akina today. She's in Japan and she's actually one of my students and she's about to start her own podcast about digital nomadism. So I'm so excited for you to come out with that, Akina. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? So I'm Akina from Japan, and I just became digital nomad in 2020, which is just a year ago when I visited Bali. And there I met tons of digital nomad working with the laptop and then traveling wherever they want. So after meeting them, I was so impressed. And then I really wanted to be like them. So that's how my digital nomad starts. Uh, amazing. I love when you meet people during your travels and they really inspire you to do something else with your life. So, when you finally decided that you wanted to do this digital nomad lifestyle, Akina, how did you prepare for that journey and make the big change?、Hmm. So, actually, before becoming a digital nomad, I had Nine to five work for eight years. And after that, I realized I really want to travel around the world while working. So I quit my work and then I actually traveled around the world with my dad with the ship program. And after that, I was kind of wondering what I really want to do in my life. At that time, I met this guy. 
actually I met him for the first time and then I was talking to him what kind of life I want or like what kind of thing that I would like to do and he recommended me to go to Bali with him so I was like okay I'll just go with him and then see how it goes then I met lots of digital nomads over there and then that's the very first journey for me to be a digital nomad. That is incredible. And I love these little talks that you have with complete strangers and they just change your <laughs> life forever. You know, it's it's pretty amazing when that happens. And Akina is the type of person like she's just so happy all the time. So I'm sure that's a lot of good vibes you're throwing around there, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really awkward. I mean, every time people ask me, how did I become digital nomad? And then I tell this story to everyone. Right. And then people are like, you know, like you're so crazy. You just followed the stranger. And <laughs> yeah, that's how I became digital nomad. So yeah, everybody loves that story. <laughs> I also do want to talk about this because when Akina and I did our coaching calls together and we were trying to figure out what her theme was because uh, we wanted to make it unique. One of the things that you love talking about was <laughs> romance while you're abroad yeah yeah yeah, for sure I mean like as a digital nomad it's very hard to find a partner especially like romantic partner because you keep moving around and you keep traveling so I realized after meeting a lot of Japanese digital nomads in Japan their pain points are also exactly the same. Finding a partner is very tough one. So yeah, that's that's actually one of my favorite topics to find out more. <laughs> I love that. You know why a lot of people talk about digital nomadism and most of the things that we talk about are financial stuff mm-hmm. and you know, what do you need to do to, to be acclimated to a new country? But we don't talk enough about romance and relationships. I mean, we do talk about loneliness, you know, especially if you're Mm. traveling solo, but not romantic type of loneliness, you know? So what do you say about that, Akina? Like, where have you found when you did the interviews and even yourself? Like, how do you actually find romantic relationships when you're always on the go? (laughs) Well, I haven't found the one for myself yet, so I can't really talk (laughs) about it. But after interviewing several digital nomads couples, I just realized one of the couple told me that the lady contacted the husband through a blog, like email. The first, like she was reading his blog and then she really liked his traveling blog. And then that's how they met. And then they become digital nomad and then traveled around the east part of Asia together for five years. So probably I'll be finding some travel blogger and then contact him so that I can find the right one to travel together or I don't know. Well, that's a good inspiration for you, Akina. And I did listen to that episode. That was a really great episode. Mm -hmm. I love how they met. It's so interesting. And 
Yeah, I guess, you know, finding somebody who has a similar interest to you, what you do, especially if that person is a travel blogger, maybe you are one too. That's really interesting. So yeah. have you made any, you know, plans on what about meeting people in person when we can mm. start traveling again? Because that's, I feel like more people are like are more nervous when it's in person than just emailing somebody. <laughs> yeah, true, true. So actually, I'm currently um, staying in Akita, northern part of Japan. And then there is a digital nomad from United States. And then he's already staying here for a year. And um, the very first day we met, I just shared all this digital nomad stories with him. And then finding partner is very difficult. And then I'm actually looking for Asian American digital nomads to travel <laughs> together with and then the first thing he said to me was like are you racist <laughs> why and then because he was like why are you only focusing on asian um american <laughs> you're like that's my type i like asian men <laughs> And then that was hilarious. And, but like he was actually kind enough for me. He was trying to introduce some of his digital nomad friend to me. But like whenever he comes up someone's name, he was like, oh, wait, like probably he already has a partner. Oh, actually, he's oh, no. married or like that. And then after that, like even the owner of the living place and then he and then I, three of us are talking about like random thing. And then some guy's name came up and then he's like, oh, he's married oh, oh wait yeah. he's single like that so like he's very helping me out <laughs> i love that you have a um what is it a matchmaker a digital yeah. nomad matchmaker <laughs> love that yeah that is a good business idea a digital nomad matchmaker because it's very yeah. hard to find love on the road <laughs> exactly yeah i it's it's very hard for me, especially um, you know, in Asia there are not as many digital nomads as um Western. So like even I was thinking to move to Hawaii or Bali or LA or Georgia or Estonia, wherever digital nomads gather or Malta. So yeah. <laughs> My friends just, you know, keep telling me that I should go abroad and find the one, not in Japan. So <laughs> They're they're saying, Akina, you're gonna have better chances when you're not here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> love that. Well, at least I have your back. They're telling you what you need to do. So love it. Love talking about this. Love talking about romance abroad. And we're definitely gonna follow your journey along with that romance while you're abroad, Akina. I mean, I, I can't tell you all how much fun I had talking to Akina about like romance possibilities. And she definitely talks a lot about this on her podcast as well, which we are so excited for you to finally publish, right, yeah. Akina, and to share all of that. So when you finally decided to leave your nine to five, Akina, did you have a what now moment? Because for me, it definitely happened like, oh my gosh, I finally did this. I took the leap. What now? What do I do? What was yours like? Hmm. So before leaving the company, I actually had 
three main reasons to quit. So the first was because I had this huge surgery twice with my left thigh. And the second reason is my mom passed away. And the third reason was that I was transferred to a different department, which I wasn't really willing to do all those jobs. So all these three things came at the one time and I realized that life is too short and then I don't want to regret uh, with my life. So when I take the first step to leave the company, I just traveled around the world with my dad and I didn't really think about what to do later on. So yeah, but you know, like suddenly this stranger came into my life and then invited me to go to Bali. So that's, that's, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's called like what now moment, but yeah, that's my journey, I guess. Yeah, that's a lot of different things that happened at once. And I think that's the type of moment where you really start analyzing what you're doing with your life, right? A death Mm -hmm. of a really close loved one, you know, your mom, and then the job changes. That's a lot. So it sometimes, unfortunately, it takes tragic things or really big changes in our life to finally get to that point. But however it is, as long as it leads you in the right path, that's always good to do. So I'm, you know, I'm glad it led you here. And now would you say like, how has your life changed? Like, what has the lifestyle change been like for you? So definitely my lifestyle has been dramatically changed. And the one thing for sure that I can say is that um, freedom, but I would say freedom takes responsibility. And freedom means that you have the right to choose what you want to. So sometimes it's very hard for me to control myself, especially self-management, because you are allowed to work anytime and anywhere, which means you don't probably need to work. But if you don't work, you will not make enough money to support your life. So it's very hard for me to keep balance. But at the same time, I'm enjoying it. And I don't think I can go back to the employee lifestyle again. Yeah, that is a really good point. Having more freedom, although we all want it, right? It does take a lot more responsibility than when you were just working in your nine to five a lot of other people shared the responsibility, but when you're an entrepreneur, when you're, you're a digital nomad, you are given all of this freedom that you don't know what to do with most of the time. And it takes a long period of time to actually adjust to that. So that's one of the things that most people who are starting to work from home, who are starting to become digital nomads, don't actually realize <laughs> until they're put in that position. It's it's great, but it also is, you're right, it takes a lot of responsibility. Yeah, um, I think especially um, Japanese are quite bad at adjusting ourselves into the name of freedom, because once we're told, okay, you're free to go, you are allowed to do anything, then we kind of, you know, freeze and then don't know what to do. (laughs) And so probably just 20% of us are able to enjoy the freedom and 80% of them probably need some direction what to do or, you know, so yeah, enjoying freedom is kind of also hard sometimes. 
Yeah, it's great, but then it's also it's there's also you know there's definitely pros and cons to that. So it's mm. just a matter of figuring out where you fit in. And there's nothing wrong with you having a position, and it's remote. You know, it's a lot. There's a lot of people that would rather prefer having a a job, right? But it's still working remotely than somebody who's like an online entrepreneur. So you just have to decide whatever fits for you and where you work best at. So there's nothing wrong with either one of those or some people just really love their nine to five. That's okay too. So, <laughs> so speaking of freedom and managing your own time, how do you do that, Akina? How do you manage your time as a remote worker to make sure that you're still being productive as well as having fun too, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a different place? Mm. So um, I try to finish the work that I don't really like in the morning because I can focus on more in the morning time, especially right after I wake up. I'm still like half asleep. So I don't have like enough conscious to, you know, think that this is the work that I don't like. So <laughs> I'm doing all the um, work in the morning and In the afternoon, usually, especially after lunch, I get sleepy. So I try to go explore the new city with new local friends. And then after that, I'll come home. And at nighttime, I try to work again. So when I was an employee, I had to work from nine to five, even though after the lunch, I was still sleepy. I felt very sleepy. I just, you know, go to the bathroom and then take a like very short sleep and then come back to work. But like as an um, entrepreneur um, here in Japan, I can just like decide which time that I can work and at which time that I can enjoy with my friends. So that's the best for me to control myself. Yeah. Again, it's really deciding what works for you, how you want your day to go really creating your ideal lifestyle once you do have it. And uh, sometimes, like, especially when you're just starting, it seems really overwhelming because it's, mm. you're like, oh, my gosh, what do I do with all this time now? And then you start panicking because you're like, oh, my gosh, there is so much time, but then I don't know what to do with it. Am I productive mm. enough? Then you kind of have this guilty feeling. You're like, am I not hustling right? Am mm. I not doing enough work? Am I doing too much work? Am I resting too much? Yeah, that definitely happened to me. <laughs> yeah, same, exactly the same. I mean, like, I feel very overwhelmed. And at the same time, I another part of me is telling me to rest a bit because you deserve to rest after the hard work you've done. But when I rest, another part of me started telling me that, Akina, you should work because you, you still have a lot to do. So, you know, I'm always in between, but I try to have like 15 minutes meditation every morning to calm down and clear my mind. And yeah, I think it's all about like how you think and how you are uh, do a mindset. Yeah. It's so good. Like I need to do more meditations. I feel like I don't do that mm-hmm. enough, but <laughs> what I do actually do for myself is create a set schedule that I know I'll follow every single day. And that has really helped a lot. And it made me feel so much more productive because 
sometimes like, well, at least for me, when my day is just all over the place and I do tend to forget to do a certain thing. So it's kind of funny that we leave a nine to five because we don't kind of like the routine. But then when we do leave our nine to five, we create another routine, but it's actually a routine that we like. So I guess as long as it's what you want, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because for example, today I, I'm in a new city. So my new friends took me to this new place. It was a famous shrine in Japan. And then we spent probably two hours. But before then, I woke up a little bit earlier to work for one hour. And then after enjoying the sightseeing at shrine, I came back to the co-working place. And then I was working for whole afternoon. But after that, another new friend uh, picked me up and then brought me to uh, her place. And then we are having this Japanese uh, local dinner with Olympic ceremony. So it's it's a very exciting experience for me. If I was working for nine to five work, definitely I wouldn't be able to go out in the morning and then have dinner with local people at night. So all this flexibility is definitely because I took the first step to leave the company so I could gain. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's creating your own ideal lifestyle once you do have that freedom. So it does take responsibility, but once you actually know how to deal with it, it is an ideal life that you're creating for yourself. And that's why we all love this because of that freedom. So let's talk about how you create income now as a digital nomad, Akina, and Mm -hmm. what is that like? What is it like for you? And how do you budget your money so that it actually lasts when you're on the road? For me, um, 50% investment and then 50% business is my ideal income. So I bought a house before I quit my work because when I was an employee, I had this social um, credibility so that I could borrow money from the bank. And then I bought two houses before leaving the company so that even after I quit my work, I still get some stable passive income from this real estate. So that actually helps me to move anywhere in Japan right now. So that's the very um, biggest um, investment for me. And the second on the business, I actually get some jobs from my previous workplace. I used to work at a publisher, so uh, they asked me to make some books or help them to publish so that writing work allowed me to work anywhere. I have like several works at the same time. Right now, I work as a brand ambassador for Co-Living um, platform service, also Japan Workation Association, and I will be giving uh, some lecture about digital nomadism to Japanese so that that kind of new um, work is also starting to give me some money. So kind of like keeping balance and then having the previous work, but at the same time trying to create new income. That is incredible. There's different streams of income that you're creating in terms of passive and active, and that's always good to do. And that makes it so much more stable for you in order 
to travel around and continue with the lifestyle that you have. And that was such a smart thing that you did, Akina, buying those properties before you left your nine to five, because now you have residual income, you have passive income from real estate, and it gives you, again, more freedom to do what you want while you're trying to create different sources of income as well. All right, Akina, so let's fast forward to about 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> definitely I could find my ideal husband and then have some kids <laughs> and then could do a fun life together. And that will be totally my legacy. And also I can still travel around the world with my family even after I got married and uh, we'll be able to find our favorite places based on the season. So for example, spring and autumn will be in Tokyo, Japan and summertime, wintertime, we will go somewhere dry and nice weather or enjoy the, the culture or food or nature. So that's definitely my legacy. Love that. And I love that romance is still one of the <laughs> most important thing in Akita's yeah. legacy in life, which it should all be in ours as well. Love that. So Akina, before we say goodbye, I have five rapid questions for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. First question. What has been the best money you've ever spent while you were abroad and why? Mm, money in abroad, right? Oh, Oh, so um, definitely the sunset cruise that I took my dad and mom like 10 years ago. That was very long time ago. It wasn't like investment for myself, but I invested, I used all the money to bring my parents to make them happy. So that was a very good investment for me. Aw, that's nice. I love that. All right. Next is describe what your ideal day would look like. So my ideal day would be waking up and do some meditation and exercise with a dog and husband near the ocean. And after that, reading a book in the afternoon and then do some little work. Yeah, I still do want to I still want to do some little work in a day, but still like having a quality time with my family and living near the sea or mountain to enjoy the nature. That sounds amazing. We all love that. Also food, good food. Oh, (laughs) always. That should always be in everybody's list for their ideal day is good food. That's in mine too. (laughs) Now, where is the best location to live in, in your opinion, as a remote worker? Mm, Good question. Actually, I want to say that Japan is actually a good location for a remote workers because after traveling around the world for 100 days, I realized Japanese food is the best. <laughs> and it's very healthy. And the service, even though we don't pay for the tip or service fee, Japan gives us the best service. So if you go to co-working place, the community builder is trying to um, introduce a lot of interested people to you so that you get to meet a lot of interesting people. And then sometimes we, you know, kind of um, decided to build a new business together. So 
you know, in a way of finding a new business partner or enjoying Japanese food and hospitality. Yeah, Japan is actually a good location for remote workers. Love that. Yeah, my dad has traveled around the world probably several times over, and he still says that Japan is his favorite country. So, yeah, yeah. I have to visit one day. We need to meet up yeah, in person, Akina. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. I mean, like, Japan is one of the cleanest country and best service. And, yeah, we have a lot of core good games. Food. And, yeah, I could live in a good food. Yeah, food, food comes the first, but, yeah, food. Love it. Yes, we'll definitely do that. Now, if you can have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, superpower. I, I'm i not sure if it's going to be my superpower, but I there is a, I don't know how to call it in English, but in Japan, we have this um, TV program called Doraemon. Do you know what that is? No, what is it? <laughs> okay, so um, in Japan, you know, the comic books or manga is very famous and Doraemon yeah. is one of it. And then he has a lot of tools to help people. So one of the useful tools is called um, a door to lead anywhere you want. So there oh. is a door. And then if you like wish to go to, for example, Bali or Malta right away, you just say it out and then open it and then you will just be there. So um, I'm so not cool. sure it's going to be my superpower, but I'm hoping that one day that door will be developed and then <laughs> we can go anywhere right away. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, that, that would be something really cool because you could literally open the door to anywhere amazing love that yeah (laughs) that could be like a door with the superpower (laughs) yeah (laughs) so lastly akina what's the one thing you wish you did sooner buying a house (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i decided to buy um properties right before i decided to quit my work But actually, um, before then, I had some opportunities to uh, learn about real estate investment. But at that time, I was very afraid of doing that because it's a huge amount of money. But I wish I could buy more properties when I was an employee. So yeah, that's one of the things that I wish I could do earlier. Love it. Yeah. Well, at least now you have more opportunities and there's going to be more to go. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Akina. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So I'm going to launch the podcast called Nomad University and also we'll be launching online media called nomaduniversity.world. So you will be able to find me there. Perfect. Thank you so much, Akina, for sharing all of your knowledge with us. And also make sure to check out our extended interview together because we're going to talk more about podcasting and business. Love it. Thanks so much, Akina, for being here. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Akina. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where we share how to use podcasting for business. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. 
Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing, to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.